welcome to Life in the Leadership Lane. I'm your host, Bruce Waller, where I am talking to leaders that are making a difference in the workplace and in our community. What did they do to get started and what are they doing to stay there, to stay in that leadership lane? And I am talking to Leanne Day today. Leanne is a SPHR. She's a SHRM SCP. She is the Vice President of Human Resources at Tandy Leather. And I am so excited to have you on the show. Hey, Leanne. Hi, Bruce. Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be here. I am excited to see you. I was actually reflecting, you know, we've known each other for uh, quite a few years and I was reflecting the first time I met you and I, I believe it was in a session at the HR Southwest Conference a few years ago. And we were just like energized that morning. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yes. And I had also met you. So it was one of those things. It was funny because we connected there. And then as I just continued to network, I would, we would always see each other. And I'm like, Bruce, I promise I'm not following you around. I'm not stalking you. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. It's like, you know, when you buy a white car, you start seeing white cars everywhere. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so, that's hilarious. Well, I'm excited to have you on the show today because we're going to talk leadership. We're going to talk a whole uh, lot of things, but I want to start out the show. I would love for you to share just a brief highlight of Tandy Leather and how you serve your customers. Yeah, so, it, you know, Tandy, we run our business out of 106 retail storefronts throughout the U.S., Canada, and we have one store in Spain. Um, and, you know, Tandy's been around for over 100 years. And so what's been really fun about this is every time I talk to people and they find out who I work with, they have a Tandy story. And so, you know, a lot of times people had, you know, they're like, oh, I remember I went to camp and I made a belt or I, you know, went to this, uh, they had it in school and different things like that. So, um, you know, it really is a legacy and a heritage brand. And so I love hearing people's Tandy story. Um, and, you know, what we have been doing since 2018 is, is really just kind of bringing the, the business up to speed. Uh, and have just had a wonderful time doing it. It's definitely been hard, um, but we have such a great team of leaders. Um, our employees are amazing, very, very passionate about the art of leather crafting. Um, and so I am just really grateful for the opportunity to come in and be part of this organization. Um, and, you know, really kind of putting a creative thumbprint on it. I know a lot of times people don't CHR is uh, a creative outlet, but it, it very much is and can be, um, I think, in the right situation. So I um, have been here going on three years now. Wow. You know, I, I didn't think about that. And I, I definitely want to get into that. A creative mm -hmm. outlet uh, when it relates to HR professionals. That, that's very interesting. I want to, I want to, uh, I'm going to make a little side note for that. Okay. I want to, I want to get into that for sure. So uh, you know, just to kind of get started, I love to just go back. I love to go back to where it started. And I would love for you to share the Leanne Day story. Like, where did you grow up and how in the world did you get into HR? Yeah, so I actually grew up in Dallas um, and, you know, went to high school in Garland. I went to Stephen F. Austin, um, you know, so definitely stayed in Texas. And I remember when I graduated, um, you know, I went to go find my corporate job, if you will. And, and I'll be honest with you, I had no idea what I was going to do. I was just looking for a job. But the one thing that I knew that I did want to do was I knew that I wanted to go to work for EDS. 
which was Ross Perot's company. Um, and, you know, so I, it took me a year to land a position there. Um, and I knew that once I could get my foot in the door, it would give me an opportunity just to kind of grow in whatever way that I, you know, whatever forum. Um, and so I had an opportunity to go into the leadership development group. And, you know, so HR kind of found me and I came into HR backwards. So um, most people come into HR on the administrative side. Nope, I came in on the strategic side, on the development side, and then grew into, you know, the kind of this full, full scope. So it's one of those things that HR kind of found me. Um, it, and, you know, at the time, there wasn't, you know, like HR management programs and things like that that you could do um, throughout college. Uh, so, yeah, and again, I, th I think it takes a really special kind of person to be able to, you know, kind of continue to move forward within HR. Um, you know, it, it, it certainly is not for the faint of heart. Um, and, you know, so I think you just kind of continue to evolve a little bit and find your lane within HR, because that's what's so exciting about it, though, is there are so many different venues that you can go down. You can go down the benefits path, the recruiting, the development, the employee relations side. Um, you know, so I think that's kind of what makes it a little fun as well. That's that's uh, that's interesting. I love, by the way, the uh, find your lane quote. In yeah, there. I love that. You know, <laughs> that means a lot to my heart. I was thinking as you're talking about that, I was thinking about when I took my HR certification and mm -hmm. I didn't realize what you're talking about. All the different lanes yes. there are. Uh, in HR, because when I took the certification, I remember talking about, you know, we we're talking about business strategy, we we're talking about for workforce planning, benefits, risk management, compensation. I mean, you just go on and on and on talking about employee relations, recruiting. Right. And so there's so much and I had I had no idea to I really got involved. I'm just curious. Do you have like a, a favorite? I mean, you said you kind of gravitated towards a strategic. Mm -hmm. Is there a favorite area that that you enjoy most? You know, it, it's kind of, I think I enjoy all of them for different reasons. Um, it, you know, I think the, the thing that is closest to my heart, though, is leadership and organizational development, uh, because it is all about people and, mm. you know, pushing them forward and um, challenging and how do you grow? Um, and, you know, so again, that's probably closest to my heart. Um but, you know, again, I mean, I think employee relations is, you know, difficult and challenging as that can be sometimes. It really gives you an opportunity to connect and help people, um, as well as kind of balancing, protecting the organization. Um, you know, compensation is kind of more of that analytical piece. Um, and, you know, also kind of that recognition and rewards. I think one area for me that has become far more exciting and dynamic, though, is benefits. Mm. Um, you know, I remember when I first came in, you know, benefits, you just kind of check the box, you know, you do the renewals every year. Um, and boy, has that really, really shifted. Um, so it really also benefits, I think, gives you an opportunity to impact the bottom line, but also to help your employees from a wellness perspective and in a larger scope, you know, not just their health, but they're spiritual, they're financial, um, and, and their engagement at work. And boy, has 2020 really taught us that too. 
Oh man, that is a great point. Benefits. And we, and I've talked to a lot of different guests that have talked about wellness. I remember uh, Danny Bogard, the director of HR at Warren, uh, talked about, um, you know, thinking about your financial and, you know, yes. we don't talk, we really don't talk about that enough. Yeah. And so I, man, I think you hit on something there. Benefit. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this. So you, you, you found that job, you found that corporate job, uh-huh. uh, you landed it at EDS. Uh, and, and, and today uh, you serve as a VP of HR. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's taken you a while to get to where you are. Was there yes. like, was there like a moment when you, when you found your lane, when you found that you, I love what I do. I I've found it. I'm enjoying it. And I'm going to keep on it. Was there a moment or were there lots of little moments that, that led to that? You know, I think there were probably lots of little moments along the way. And, you know, I spent the first half of my career in Fortune 500 companies, you know, really big companies. And so you have a tendency to really kind of do a be a singular focus. Mm. Um, And then I went into a smaller company and to startups and I've, I've transcended in different industries as well. Um, and I always did that, though, in the top HR leadership role. And once I got into that top HR leadership role and really kind of had that full spectrum of responsibility, that's when I went, oh, this is where I belong. This is my mm. thing. Um, and so honestly, that probably really, really clicked for me probably about eight years ago um, and just continue to strive to um, you know, have that full scope of impact in, in the role. Mm, that is yeah. fantastic. So um, I, I do feel like a lot of things that I did up until that point, though, led me to exactly where I am today. Yeah. And I will tell you, Bruce, there's been a lot of no's. There's been a lot of things that didn't work. There's been so much learning along the way, though. Okay, so a lot of no's. I want to talk about that for a second Mm -hmm. because I kind of have a love-hate relationship with failure. Yes, yes. (laughs) I love it uh, because I know I'm going to be better for it, but I hate it because I want it to be yes. Talk talk more about that. What's your relationship with that? Did, you know, how did, you know, a lot of people, I think a lot of people, even people listening today, uh, they may be in that situation where, you know what, they're trying to get to a certain point and they're being told no, or they're, you know, something's blocking them. What do you have to say about that? Just based on, you know, what you went through? Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I did a job search and um, I, I got a lot of no's along the way. Um, And I try to really stay positive and going, okay, this is just the no is leading me to the right. Yes. Mm. And so I tried to reframe uh, my, my mindset. And I also use that at work as well. So, you know, if there's something that I've identified, there's a problem and I go, okay, we need to fix this. And and this is what I think we need to do. Um, it's not always going to be a yes. And so it's like, okay, well, it's just a no right now. And what do I need to do differently and better to adjust that to get to the yes? Um, and you know, so a lot of times I think there are things that I, this is really hard for me. I see things that can be impactful, but it's also not the right time, or it needs to come in a different order to, because they're all interconnected. Um, you know, so those no's and those risks that you take, I think is what creates, um, you as a person, 
and it, and it's, you don't learn something from yes. Um, and so don't be afraid of that failure and keep pushing through the no, be patient and be persistent. I remember early in my career, I was, um, looking at a potential promotion to a uh, line line manager. I was a supervisor mm-hmm. at the time. And I remember the business leader on, on in that division wanted to hire me, but the, there was a, a someone higher up that wanted to hire someone different. And they hired mm-hmm. the different person. I was, I remember being bummed out about that. But when I looked back just a few years later, I realized I was not ready for that. I didn't understand a lot of the risk management pieces of the job at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it led me, but it actually led me a different route, a different path. Right. And uh, I mean, it's led me to the path I am today. So, you know, some, sometimes that, that no can also, Hey, there's a reason why it's going to lead you to something even better. Right. It's a redirection or it's an affirmation but you need to work harder at that thing. Don't just give up because you get a no the first time. Um, you know, have that patience, have that persistence. Um, if that's something that you're really, really passionate about um, and go, great, how can I be better? What can I do differently? Oh, man. Um, and, you know, that's how that really applies also to HR as well, because it just continues to evolve. And, you know, it, the status quo, you got to keep pushing and challenging it. Let's, well, let's talk about that. Uh, let's talk about leadership in particular. We're 2021, 2021. <laughs> Thank goodness 2020 is long gone. Yes. Um, I have a couple of questions for you and I'm just going to ask you, uh, number one, what, what, how would you define leadership? And, and number two, what have you seen change in particular in HR over the last, I don't know, eight years? Oh my goodness. Um, you know, I think that, um, you know, for me, leadership is about humility. Number Mm. one is about humility. I don't have all the answers. Mm. Um, and, and and it's about staying curious, uh, because I believe that one plus one equals three. Uh, I think we can. Yeah. And I'm bad at math. Um, that's fantastic one plus one equals by the way if you're listening to this right now get your pen out get your journal out because there is some gold here go ahead yeah so one plus one equals three i believe that we we can all come up with something better than what we can individually Mm. um you know so for me that is really what leadership is about is humility being open being curious asking questions listening Um, And then all of us working together to come up with something that is exponentially better. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I have to tell you, I think in the last eight years, um, you know, HR has definitely, um, you know, I I think we used to just kind of be seen as this administrative function. You process payroll, you did employee files, you did paperwork, um, and it has definitely shifted to truly become a strategic partner. Um, and I think as an HR leader, you have to bring that to the table. Um, and you know, that is where you have to, you have to be patient. You have to be persistent. Uh, you have to do your homework. You have to talk the language of the CEO. Um, and you know, you have to, what I call is to have an ear, not necessarily always a voice. And what Mm. I mean by that is, you know, when organizations are making huge business decisions, strategic business decisions. I want to have a seat at the table and I want to be able to listen, to understand for context, 
around what was the discussion? What were the heated topics? Uh, what, what almost was the decision, but then it went the other direction? Because then when I have that ear, I can raise my hand to go, hey, let's think about this from a people perspective. And these are the things you need to consider. And here's why. And here's my recommendation. I don't just raise my hand. I, I make a recommendation and I give options. Um, and, you know, so I think when you come to the table with that type of a viewpoint and willingness and knowledge, and that also means you have to understand the business. Mm. Um, and that's the other thing of when I mean by having an ear, um, you have to understand the business and then you can raise your hand and go, yeah, I also have a voice. And I think that's really what, how HR has shifted probably in the last eight to 10 years. Oh man, this is, uh, this is, there's so much here, Leanne, this, this is fantastic. First of all, uh, the, the recommendation uh, versus giving options. Uh, yes. What a great point. I, I had uh, uh, a leader one time, every time I would come in, I would always have a couple of options to share because he trained me that don't just bring me the problem. Yeah. Nope. Uh, I need to know some Give me some solutions. And right. I, I love that. You know, when I took my, I mentioned earlier, took taking the HR certification, I remember Barbara Hoover, the very first thing she said in class was, you have to know the business. Yes, you, you have, have to know to. the business. So, so tell me a little bit about that. I mean, you obviously, you spend time on trying to understand the business. So what, what do you mean by knowing the business just for the listeners out there? What, what can yeah. they do to better know the business? You know, it is, it is, you got to roll up your sleeves. You got to go ask questions. You got to, you got to, um, you know, stand shoulder to shoulder with everyone and just go, you know, because I will tell you, there are things that I, I'm like, I have no idea what you just said, but I raise my hand and I go, How, what, what does that mean? Mm. You know, if someone uses an acronym that you don't know, um, ask them, what does that mean? Can you explain this to me? Um, you know, so a lot of it truly is that, curiosity and, and being willing to come in and, and ask those questions and dig in. Um, and it, it's on the numbers too. Uh, you know, what drives your business is, is it sales? Um, you know, and, and how do you get to that? Understand the marketing, understand your product. Um, you know, so it, again, it, it is, it is truly about being curious and not being afraid. And that's coming back to that. No. If someone tells you no, it's like, okay, I'll go research it on my own or I'll go ask someone else. Um, but part of that too is making sure that, you know, I seek out roles that, um, that the organization sees HR as a strategic partner. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, if you're in an organization that it doesn't, then you have a whole bunch of extra work to do to build that credibility. And again, you got to come back, you got to ask those questions and you don't always have to go to the top leader, go to the people that are doing the job. Um, and, and then you will, you will gradually be able to have a knowledgeable conversation um, and, and really truly understand what's going on and how you can impact that from an, an HR perspective. That is so good. I, um, I as I'm listening to you uh, share this incredible wisdom. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. So, you know, a lot of, uh, there's probably a lot of people in your organization uh, wanting to grow. How do you like, how do you coach people up? I mean, you've been coached up. You, this is incredible advice. I mean, we're going to share this with the masses, but how in your organization, 
um, do you coach people up to be better? I mean, what are some different uh, things or tips that you, you give them to, to try to work on their own development? Yeah, you know, I am a huge advocate um, of strengths. Mm. And of course, my top strength is positivity. So I'm always- Of going course to- it is. <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> You so are I'm a very always, positive person. I love that. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, I know. I'm is that top strengths in like a strengths finder or? Yes. Okay. Got yes. it. Okay. And, you know, so we, we are using this within our organization because I think, you know, when I started out in HR and this leadership development, um, it, it was always about, well, what are the things you need to work on developmentally? And, and you just work on that um, and not really identifying and going, what are you just naturally good at? Uh, what are you interested in? What are you passionate about? Um, and so when I'm coaching people up, I want to know what is that thing they're just naturally good at? And let's align what they're doing in the company and their development along those lines. So it is kind of taking that positive skew and, and it, you know, fitting it together from a puzzle perspective too, because just because I'm not good at something doesn't mean I can't be good at it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it also creates that awareness around, well, if this is what I'm good at, what are you good at? And, you know, I'm bad at math. And so I go seek out the person that's good at math and I go, can you help me with this? Mm. Because one plus one equals three, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it, it is about, aligning those types of things and encouraging people Mm. um, to go, no, because it's such a different conversation whenever you say, okay, well, you're really good at this thing. Um, How do you leverage that? How do you use that in your job every day? Who else can you help out with that? That's very motivating and different for people, right? feels very different than, well, you know, you really, you're not very good at this. And so you just need to keep going, working on that thing. And again, not to say that you aren't always working, you absolutely are, Uh, but it just, it, it takes on a different positive, I think. Um, And the other thing when I'm coaching people, um, I will ask, I will listen, asking a lot of questions. Um, And then also um, letting them know that it is okay to fail. Mm. The expectation, depending on what you're working on, the expectation is you don't master it the first time. We always use this analogy. Um, if you wanted to go learn how to play baseball, uh, would you just go read a book and then go be good at baseball? No, you wouldn't. Um, to be good at baseball, you're gonna have to probably read a book. You're gonna have to go uh, practice. You're probably gonna need a coach. Uh, are you always going to um, hit home runs? No, you're going to strike out a lot, aren't you? Um, but as you do all of those pieces, that's how you get better at something. Um, so I, I always like to use that analogy and and work and leadership. It, yeah, you're going to fail sometimes. Learn from a failure. Don't keep making the same mistakes um, and continue to work and improve. You got to practice. It takes mm. practice. Yeah, I love that. Okay to fail culture. Uh, yeah. that that is fantastic I was uh, as you're talking about reading a book about playing baseball I was thinking about uh, something John Maxwell shared a while back and he said it's all about perspective and I was thinking mm-hmm. about your positivity and he's talking about this uh, you know young boy that was he was going to become the greatest home run hitter in the history of the world <laughs> and so he took this ball and he threw it up and he swung and he missed it and he said oh 
strike one and then he <laughs> got up and he missed it again in strike two and he missed it strike three and and you know you would think that he's just gonna put the bat down and just you know walk off and not failed but instead he said let me introduce you to the greatest pitcher of all times <laughs> it struck him out uh so no that that's fantastic i love uh, you're and you're a great you're a great encourager and i just absolutely love that you know i was reading one of the things i really enjoy about interviewing different uh people that are really uh leading and making a difference uh, i love like reading their linkedin and i, I noticed you have a lot of linkedin recommendations a lot of just very kind uh and positive things said about your leadership and as I'm reading it all, I'm like, man, she is just driven. I'm just curious, what drives you uh, as a leader? You know, I just think I have a passion for helping people and in and, and whatever capacity that may be. You know, in HR, sometimes we have to have really hard conversations. Mm. Um, and it, but also, I think if you avoid having the hard conversation, you're doing that person a disservice because maybe no one has ever told them this. Um, but I don't mean, I don't think the hard conversation has to be a, a, a put down or anything. I, I absolutely believe in having conversations with dignity and respect, either in a kind way, but is very much to the point. Um, so, you know, that's one end of the spectrum. And then the other end of the spectrum is, oh my gosh, when I see somebody that comes in and they've grown and they've learned and they practice and they push and they've developed and we get to promote them. Um, it is so exciting. It is so fun. And it, you know, it's just about those little bitty things along the way, uh, that I think just, uh, help me to get up every day and just go, all right, I am here. I'm gonna do the best that I can. I love that. Oh, that, that's, that's fantastic. I, um, I, I'm curious, you know, uh, for, first of all, there's nothing better than seeing someone that has had success that you've been mm -hmm. a part of. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anything better than it gives you so much joy. So yes. I can definitely relate to that. And, and I can see that, you know, how, how that would, uh, how that would impact you as a leader. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. One of the things that, um, you mentioned though, was, uh, having hard conversations. Yeah. And I, I think that's one of the areas that I've, I've seen, uh, people struggle with. I, I can't say the most, but I see it as a hot topic is, is many times we get in these situations and we know something needs to be said, but we're afraid to say it yes. because we think it might hurt their feelings or they're going to take it the wrong way. Or how can we get better? And, and, and I, we didn't really talk about any of this, but I, I'm just curious from you. I mean, this is part of it. This is part of being in that leadership lane is being able to have those conversations. What are some, I don't know, what are a couple of, maybe a tip or, or a couple of tips you would share that would help people that are listening? Yeah. You know, um, I think what I do is when I'm going to have a difficult conversation, I prepare for it. Mm. Um, I, I actually write down on a post-it note, the key topics or the key points that I need to make. Um, you know, because sometimes if nobody has ever heard this or any, no one has told them, they're going to deflect mm -hmm. and they're going to go, well, no, they did this. And I'm like, nope, we're talking about you. This conversation is about you. Um, and when you frame it in that way, it, it's, it, it feels more special 
mm. honestly. Um, but I think when you are clear and articulate and you have those things down that you need to cover, that you need to say, um, it makes it a lot easier. But I will tell you, I've been doing this a really long time and, and no difficult conversation is ever easy. Um, but it, you do have to prepare for it. And, um, you know, I think when you generally care about people mm. um, and you are coming from a place of kindness, dignity and respect, no matter who they are, um, I, I think people feel that and they sense that, um, especially when you speak from the heart. I know that a lot of times you can get kind of in HR, we can get kind of rigid and technical um, mm. and sometimes we have to be. Um, but I think that's kind of the last course of action is how would you want someone to talk to you about this? Um, so that, that's what I do. I, I prepare for the conversation. I really think about how, how might this person feel? Um, and I give them an opportunity to speak as well and listen to what they're saying. And, and I come in with an open mind. Um, and, you know, because again, they may have a very different viewpoint uh, that I hadn't considered or thought of. And, you know, so I think sometimes too in HR, we can always get caught up in being right. Um, and, you know, so I think balancing that out a little bit where you can. Love that. I, I love the uh, preparation first and foremost. Mm -hmm. you, you, we've yes. got to prepare for that. We've got to prepare. Uh, and I love how you shared, you know, come at the angle you're coming at it from, and that's right. from kindness and respect and um and then keeping an open mind because you know there may be there may be something you're not aware of uh that you'll, you'll find out during that conversation right. and so no th listen this is going to help a lot of people i'm telling you this I is one so. of, this is one of the big i think this is the big topic and i think this is a big area where people are like man i i, I want to have that conversation i just i'm not sure how to do that and i think i think this will help you know one of the things that i've talked about recently uh, in different HR conferences I've been speaking about is uh, the importance of having, you know, developing influence mm -hmm. in the workplace. And I'm curious, I mean, so you're, you're at the table, you're sitting, you're, you have a front row seat to uh, the CEO and, and leadership. How do you, or how, what are some things people can do? And you may, you've shared a lot, a lot of this already, but uh, to just develop more influence Right. Uh, to uh, to get buy-in. Uh, maybe it's a buy-in on maybe there's something that they see that needs to be done, or maybe there's uh, uh, someone they want to hire, or maybe there's uh, maybe they need a promotion. What are some things that they can do to develop more influence in the workplace? You got any thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah. You know, when I think of influence, um, you know, because that's kind of it can mean a lot of things to different people. And the way that I personally think about it is influence is accountability without direct responsibility. Accountability. So I'm going to say, let's say that again, accountability without direct responsibility. Right. So I can't go tell people what to do because I'm ultimately not responsible for it. These people, you know, there are people in the organization, they don't work directly for me. Um, and so I, but I have overall accountability for how the organization moves forward, what HR looks like, um, how do we, how do we touch people? Um, you know, how do we, um, recruit, how do we bring new talent in now I'm responsible for that, 
But there are aspects of the company, once I get them in here, I, I have no responsibility for them, but I still have accountability. Mm. And, you know, so I think it is about understanding the business. So when you come in, it's like I'm coming in from a different viewpoint. Mm. Um, and I'm asking, I'm, I'm having conversations, and maybe I'm having those difficult conversations too, right? And I've prepared for that difficult conversation. And sometimes I'm coming in with data. Mm. Um, yes, I, I will tell you, HR probably touches the top five uh, bottom line items. Okay. When you think of benefits, when you think of payroll, that's always number one, right? Yes, um, we all want to get paid. That's yes, right. right. Um, another one is, and it's definitely not a line item on the balance sheet, um, but it is turnover. Turnover mm. is a huge cost. So when I come in with data and I go, hey, I think we need to do this. It's going to cost this much. And here's the outcome that's going to happen and when it's going to happen. Um, it, you know, so again, part of it is um, understanding the business, being prepared, uh, doing your homework. And if somebody says no, you say, okay, why? Help me understand why. Um, and then you go back and you come at it again. Um, if, if it is something that you really believe in, uh, you're going to keep coming at it. You, you will keep coming at it. So it, I think that kind of comes back to that. Um, take the risk. Um, it's okay to fail. Uh, keep looking for the right yes. Um, and, and just, you know, influence again is, I think it's kind of a mindset a little bit, mm. um, is, is again, continuing to have that humility and, and curiosity uh, when, when you come at a, a problem or a situation or a person. So good. Oh, so good. <laughs> I, I love how you frame that though, because I think at the end of the day, you're right on because you said you're coming at it from a viewpoint of understanding the business. So understanding the business could also mean, does it align with the mission, the vision, the right. values of the organization, uh, some of the uh, different areas you're focused on for your objectives, right? Maybe like in our company, uh, it would be around revenue, profit, uh, quality, uh, safety. Mm -hmm. So so if you're bringing something from that angle, uh, all of a sudden people are probably going to be more likely to listen than something that may not be part of that. True. Right. Yeah. 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 And probably oh, yeah. one of the, you know, some of those are easier to go to, you know, kind of the hard factual things. Um, I'm a huge culture advocate mm. and, you know, for me, culture is everything. And I believe that people want to work in a company that they're proud of, that they're engaged in. And boy, has 2020 really challenged um, our engagement for sure. Um, and, you know, so how do you create that culture? To me, culture is, is the ultimate influencer. Um, and that's hard and it takes time. And it, it's not just about words, it's about your actions. And so how do you as an organization, how do you as an individual, as a leader, um, as an individual employee, how do you demonstrate that culture on a daily basis? Yeah, and as you talk about culture, uh, and that's a big, big hot topic mm -hmm. too, and that's, you know, you can't build culture in a day, can you? I mean, no, it no. takes a while, right? And not only does it take a while, it takes a team. Yeah, yeah. 
And it takes everybody. It's not like, oh, I just go put these, you know, words on a wall and then boom, we, we have a culture. Um, I, you know, I mean, it takes every employee in the organization to understand what does that mean? Because people believe what you say, not what you do. Mm. Or no, they, they believe what you do, not what you say. Have that right. Yeah, right. Um, and so then once they start to see what you're demonstrating through your behaviors every day, then they do believe more of what you say. Uh, and that's why it takes such a long time. Let me, uh, let me ask you this before I, before I leave this, because I think culture is another area that, that's really important. And a lot of people are trying to figure out how do we continue to build that? Because there's so many times you get roadblocks yeah. on, you know, hey, we've got it on our walls, but yeah, it's time to make a decision. That decision doesn't align with what's on the wall. Right. Um, what are, uh, share just maybe uh, one, one or two things uh, that you've been able to do or something, maybe it's something in your everyday or what is something you do to continue to try to build culture uh, in your organization? You know, um, I think that it, it has certainly taken us a while to get here, but what we did was go in and said, you know, what are our guiding principles? What are those fundamental things that we believe in as an organization are most important for us. Mm. Um, and boy, did we, you know, we had some spirited conversations about what <laughs> it needed to be and all this other stuff. Um, and then once we did that, we said, okay, next level of the organization, you know, what do you think about this? And, you know, does this ring true for you? And, and then they were like, yeah. And so it, it's this continual rollout. Um, but now what we've started to do is connecting. Mm. So going, okay, these are guiding principles and it's a slow introduction. I don't expect people just to check the box and immediately get it. Right. And, you know, so a lot of times we'll open meetings up and I'll go, okay, what guiding principle did you demonstrate today? Um, how did you do it? What did it look like? Or which one are you struggling with? You know, it's not, it's not about always being perfect. It is about, you know what? I am really having a hard time um, being curious today. Mm. And, and, you know, so again, creating that, that environment that, because it's, it's not this, it, it's not always kind of this black and white. It is, yeah, this is hard. We're struggling with this. Um, and sometimes as an organization, you have to make hard decisions, but it's like, you know what? We're going to act with integrity and yeah, we got to make a hard decision around that. And, and just raising your hand and going, this was hard <laughs> and it's okay for it to be hard. It's not always easy. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think about this being really creative, but it really is a creative way. You know, you talked about creative yep. in, in HR earlier, uh, and that's just starting a meeting uh, about something to align with a guiding principle or, yeah. or values the organization. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, man, this is so good. We could go <laughs> on for days talking about this. Would be I always love talking to you, Bruce. <laughs> oh, and I love talking to you, too. Oh, here's what I want to know. Uh, you, you know, you, uh, it seems to be a common thread uh, for different leaders that have really made impact in the organizations. Mm -hmm. Um, that they talk about people that maybe helped them along the way. Were there any mentors uh, that have helped you in your career that you, that you want to share? And, and, and then also, do you mentor anybody today? You know, so uh, thank you to all the bad bosses that I've had along the way. <laughs> and you know, I don't really like to say bad bosses. You know, it, it is yeah. just 
Um, I have certainly sometimes learned more from those leaders that I didn't align with as much than with the ones that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but they, they also challenged me, they pushed me and I was like, okay. Um, but I have to tell you, Bruce, I think I'm inspired, um, by just, I think people in general that I come mm-hmm. in contact with, um, it, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be like a um, kind of a formal type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is, I, and again, I think it's having that open-mindedness and that curiosity to go, what can I learn from you today? Um, and, you know, so again, it's just, I, I don't want to limit it to one person. Mm. Um, and yeah, so I, I think, again, I, I am inspired by people in general. I love that. I, uh, as a matter of fact, I call... Uh, these these different interviews that I have, or anytime I meet someone for coffee or for mm-hmm. lunch, I call them my growth day because oh, nice. I want to I want to like I want to learn from them. You know, we have a yes. mutual uh, friend, Rhonda McCullough. Yes, and I was uh, meeting with her one day, and I'm like, hey, I want to grow. I want to learn from her, or any you know HR Southwest conference or a Dallas yeah. HR meeting or wherever. Every time we have those interactions, so I can relate to what you're saying. There is that. Hey, I'm here to like, I want to like, Hey, what, what are you, what are you learning that I should learn? And then next thing you know, we we grow from there. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I see these things that, you know, you're really good at like Seth is really good at, and you know, Rhonda is really, I mean, there's people, um, even just in, in my daily interactions, you know, the, the guy that works that in my building, you know, I'm just like, you're really good at that. How do you do that? And, you know, so try to pick some of that up along the way. I love that. Oh my gosh. This is so inspiring. This is so great. I, uh, you know, you, we've been talking a lot about leading your team, mm-hmm. uh, but I want to talk about leading Leanne and I, I would love for you, if you could share with, with the listeners and the viewers, do you have like a, a practice or a daily discipline that you do every day that keeps you on track? You know, I will tell you that um, one of the things that I have worked into my routine has actually been yoga and meditation. Um, Yes, I actually, to the point that uh, I went and became a certified yoga instructor. And next to taking the SPHR, that was one of the hardest things I've ever done. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So I can relate to that. That's hard. Yeah. And you know, it wasn't the physical yoga. It was, it was, it was learning how to teach yoga and to create a yoga flow and things like that. But it really helped to center me, to calm my mind down and, you know, to acknowledge all the thoughts that we have. And to go, oh, look, I'm mad about that. I'm upset about this. I'm overwhelmed by this. And making it okay to raise your hand and go, I'm a little overwhelmed right now. And, and to ask for help. Um, you know, so that, that, that yoga and that meditation starting my day out um, really gives me that centering and that grounding. Um, because it, as you know, Bruce, in HR, you think you go in. So the next thing I do is I try to plan my day. Um, and sometimes my day is completely rearranged for me. Um, and, you know, so uh, just making sure that I just kind of go, okay, it's going to be all right. I'm going to get through this and I'm going to get through this. And, you know, so that yoga and that meditation has really, really helped me. Um, 
And then again, I think just planning. Um, and then also I think just going, okay, what can I learn today? Who can I learn from? Who can I help? Mm. Um, and then, you know, kind of closing my day out with going, you know what? I did the very best that I could today. Uh, that I don't, that doesn't always mean though, it went well, right? <laughs> there right. were some days that there were failures and it was like, all right, you know what? I did my very best. How can I do it better next time? And making that okay to be able, you know, so that you can just lay down and put your head on the pillow at the end of the day and uh, sleep well. I've heard a lot about uh, mindfulness. Um, oh, I'm, I'm wondering uh, on the on the yoga, are you doing, is that a daily, are you doing that every day now? I mean, you become an instructor. Are you doing it every day yourself or is that a three days a week or what, what's that it, like? Look like? It is. So it is a, it's a two to three days a week. Okay. Um, and then, you know, it kind of balances that with other type of, um, of, you know, just physical exercise is really important for me. I, I, I will tell you, that's one thing I've noticed is that everyone has a discipline, like, so you have a system and that's really what it's all about. It's like, okay, maybe, maybe it's not yoga. Maybe it's a gratitude journal, or maybe it's uh, running or whatever, but everybody has something they are doing. That's a common practice. And I think that's mm -hmm. the most important thing is it helps us be, I love that. Oh man, yeah. that is so good. Well, let, let me ask you this before we uh, pivot to uh, it's time to accelerate uh, to uh, wind down the show. Uh -huh. I always like to ask, is there any, do you have any advice that you were given at one point in your career, mm -hmm. or maybe it was from a family or, or friend? Uh, it was so good. You find yourself sharing with others. I do. Um, and I may have shared this with you. I don't remember during some of our wonderful conversations. Um, I had a manager really early in my career and this was very profound. And they said, Leah, what do you want your legacy to be? Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I have no idea. And, you know, so when you think about how you behave every day as an individual, as a human, as an HR professional, in your personal life, in your professional life, when you understand kind of how do you want your legacy? What do you want your legacy to be? How do you want people to think of you currently and remember you afterwards? That's, a, that's once you answer that question, a lot of everything else you do is easy. Mm, that is so good. Oh yeah. man, that is so good. That is all about the why. Yes, that is all yeah. about the why. I, I, oh, I love that. I just finished the book, Start With Why. And yeah. uh, that I immediately went to that. That is really good. And that's going to help a lot of people uh, think about that. What do you want your legacy to be as you are thinking about uh, your everyday? Uh, right. You know, what, what was that? Maybe today, what do, you, what do you want it to look like at the end of the day or the end of the week or the end right. of the month or your career? So that is absolutely terrific. And I appreciate you sharing that. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and move to it's time to accelerate. I'm just going to ask you a few fun questions as we kind okay. of wind down. And so here's the first question, book or podcast? You know, I have to tell you, Bruce, I'm, I'm a traditional book person. I want to hold the book. I've tried the Kindle. I've tried the iPad. I, I got to hold the book. <laughs> I love that. You got to fold those pages. You got to mark. Do. I'm going to write notes in it. Yeah. Have you had uh, any, any books over the last year or so that you uh, thought you really enjoyed that you want to share? 
you know what I did? I had to do a little book report as part of my um, yoga instructor training. Um, and it is mindful. It's a book called Mindfulness. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll put that in the show notes. If anybody wants to check out that book, uh, yeah. that might be, that might be helpful. It's not a very big book, uh, but it's pretty intense. And so there's just so much in there that I keep going back to. That is absolutely terrific. I will definitely put that, you know, Kim Zeller uh, was a past guest on our show and she talked about the importance of mindfulness. And yes. ever since she talked about that, I've been hearing more and more and more. It's almost like I mentioned before, you know, that yeah. uh, uh, frequency illusion effect. You you see it once and then you start seeing it everywhere. Yes. So appreciate <laughs> you sharing that. I'll, I'll put that in there. Uh, let me ask you something. I mean, 2020 was hard. Woo. What, what, what are you most grateful for today? You know, um, I am actually grateful for the opportunity that I had in 2020, that while it was forced and boy, was it hard mm. uh, to do a personal inventory and a self-evaluation and reflection mm. just on things that maybe not were not in my purview. I was not aware of it, not because I didn't want to be, I just didn't know. And, and, you know, really had some great, difficult conversations and are still doing that. And, you know, so it's, boy, it's just been getting comfortable with really being uncomfortable. Mm. And that's Mm. been okay. That's been okay. There's, been, there's definitely been a lot of tears. There's been some tears and there's also been a lot of laughter. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've shared, um, I, I do a presentation called great leaders are grateful leaders. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I share was I was having a, I remember having a hard day, uh, many hard days, but the one <laughs> <Right>? in particular, <laughs> it was just, it was just heavy. It was heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And I just got out a piece of paper and I started writing down all the things I was grateful for. And I filled up that entire sheet of paper and it was amazing how much better I felt. I was like, are you kidding me? Look at all the things oh. that I have. I'm so grateful. Yes. And so I like, I like to share. So I, I appreciate you sharing that, you know, 2021 ahead though. I mean, so like, what are you excited most about? Well, you know, I am excited about, um, potential the the opportunity just to again start to hopefully get to network in person um and you know to be able to boy do i want to be able to shake hands with people and to be able to give people hugs again (laughs) and um you know so i think that's what i'm really looking forward to but i think also continuing to all those things that I learned and those things that I'm grateful for um, is to be able to continue to pull that forward and Mm -hmm. not lose sight of those things. Um, You know, one of the things that I learned in yoga is contentment. And so, you know, I think when you think of contentment, you think of it as a bad thing, but it's the way that you need to think about it is you're not, there's not always going to be highs and peaks and there's not always going to be lows. And so when you have that mindset of contentment, it is, okay, I know I'm, I'm going to appreciate mm-hmm. and be grateful for when things are going really well. And I'm going to know they're not going to last forever. And then whenever maybe things are at a low, I'm going to go, hmm, you know what, this is hard. What can I take from this? And I know I'm not going to be here forever as well. 
so it's that contentment of, of kind of going through the peaks and the valleys. Oh man, that is so good. Oh man, write that down. People are going to have to listen to this session <laughs> one more time. There's so, so much good here. Let me ask you this. What energizes you? You know, I think the opportunity just to learn and, and to meet new people. Um, I just, again, I just, I am motivated by meeting new people and helping them out. I think just coming in and knowing that I've done my very best at mm. the end of each day. Yeah, I love that. Oh, people. It's all about people, isn't it? It is. It I is. love it. Okay, so here's the final question. And this is, okay. this is one of my favorite questions to ask. And so here it is. So Leanne, she's 10 years older. She's knocking at your door right now. And you're going to go answer that door. What is she going to tell you? I am 10 years older. You know, take the risk. Mm. Take the risk. Be afraid. Don't be afraid to fail. Um, and always find an opportunity to say yes. That's so good. Oh my gosh. Leanne, you are definitely <laughs> driving in the leadership lane. I appreciate you being on so much. If somebody wanted to uh, just connect with you or, or learn more about you, how would be the best way for them to connect? Uh, you know, actually connecting with me on LinkedIn. Okay. So it is, you know, it's super easy. It's just Leanne Day. Uh, so please, please connect with me. Um, I would love to answer, help any way that I can, share what I've learned along the way, uh, connect you with other people. If, you know, I, I'm maybe not the best person. Um, I am definitely all about connecting. Um, and yeah, so that's how you get a hold of me. You are a great connector. This has been so inspiring and I appreciate you just coming on and just sharing your, your wisdom, your perspective. Bye. I know it's going to, I am confident it's going to help a lot of people that are, that are listening and, and watching the show, uh, either a, uh, validate that they're in the leadership lane or B maybe make that lane change, take that risk. Uh, that you talked about today. Yes. So I'm so grateful for you. And more importantly, I'm grateful for our friendship. So appreciate you being on today, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Bruce, for the invitation. And also just for everything that you do. Um, you so inspire me and just, you know, your tenacity to continue to get out in front of people, to connect people, to share your, um, you know, what you've learned and your message in so many different forms. So you go, Bruce. <laughs> Appreciate you, my friend. I cannot wait to share this. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye.